Wow, just finished recording this podcast. If I couldn't love Sally any more than now, I think I'd do just a little bit more. Um, really, really, really motivational. I didn't realise how many ultra marathons she'd done. I, her, her morning routine uh, is amazing. I, I honestly think there's a lot of people who could take uh, quite a lot from this podcast. Um, give it a listen. You know, we're going to be interviewing members uh, regularly. Everyone's story is going to be different, and I genuinely think we can all take just a little bit from each person, but this one is one hell of a start. Um, we're new to this podcast world. I don't know if you could like, comment, share at the end. Let us know how, how you found it. Uh, but yeah, um, enjoy Sally's first episode. Right then, Sal, you have been the first one invited on to Batch's podcast. Um, I know, I know. So what we're going to be doing, or where really I want to be going with this, is I find like, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm, you know, in, in isolation at the minute now. I'm listening to so many podcasts and stuff, but it's all like celebs or this or that. And it's, I just want to be a little bit more... Just like, well, none of us are normal, are we? But I don't know. I just want to have <laughs> it's just like everyday people, like me and you, because it's quite hard to listen to the rock. And yeah, it's very easy to get shredded and ripped when you're in his thinking massive gym or whatever. But I just want to pick up like little tips and stuff um, and see how everyone's doing. So first of all, your name is Sally Minchella. I know you because I met you through Barch. Um, and then basically what are my views of you? I think you are a super mum. You'll probably cringe at that. But basically how I've kind of known you and met you is that you've got three kids, you've got a husband, you work full time and you train. And so it's basically like, how the hell do you manage doing all that? Yeah, it is a bit tricky fitting it all in, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, I, I, I don't actually work full-time. I work sort of four days, but um, we, we do have to be pretty organised to fit it all in because with both James and I having a bit of a penchant for um, endurance running, it's, uh, we have to be pretty organised to get all this stuff fitted into our life. So we have to be a bit, a bit geeky about it, if I'm honest. But that's, yeah. that's just our way of sort of, making it work um so james is james is the one who's sort of he's he's the biggest geek of all of us and uh, we have this like little white chart at home yeah um, and so on a sunday night um we we write out and we plan our training for the whole week and how we're going to squeeze it all in That's um, so you know there's sort of morning slots before the kids are up and there's slots after the kids have gone to bed and there's sort of a default, you know, like James gets Tuesday evening to go and do his Randler training when that's sort of back to normal. Um, and there are sort of default slots, but we, you know, we look at each week and what we've got on and how we're going to fit in all the running that we want to do, who gets what BART slots, et cetera. And then, and then we stick to it mostly, <laughs> or, or mostly on my account. James always does. He's, he's very self-disciplined, Good. but a bit geeky, but, yeah. but it works for us. Yeah, and I just, you are definitely underplaying your running. Can you please let everyone know? Um, and I, I definitely got into my running from meeting you and James by a country mile at the gym. So can you just let people know, you're not just, you're not just banging out like 
a half marathon of marathons. Can you let everyone know what yours and James is, you know, your most distances you've done, what cool events you've done? Um, so I haven't done anything that, that extreme, I guess. You've done um, some, you've, you've, I, you've done some stupid, like long trial ultra. Didn't James win his blinking ultra marathon he did or something? Yeah. So, um, the longest James has done is a hundred K and we were going to run that together. And then, um, I, I, I was ill and I couldn't do it. He went and did it by himself and won it the little bugger. Um, <laughs> which I'm not at all, you know, bitter about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think the furthest I've gone is about um, uh, 70 or 80k. But I love going out into the hills. That's what um, that's what I love. That that makes my heart sing. You know, this I'll, I'll do some you know road marathons and things, but they're just a bit relentless and painful. What I love is getting out into the into the mountains, doing a bit of navigation, getting some some kind of good hills, and and getting away from people a bit and that's what sort of does it for me. So anything that sort of fits into that category is, is, is what I love doing most of all. Yeah. And then, so how did you, how did you get, get into running? Was it a thing of you've run all your life or was it more? Um, yeah, you know? no. So I've only started running in about the last uh, five years since having kids. Um, yeah. You know, kids are great, but they don't have to drive you bonkers. <laughs> and you really need a bit of like headspace. And so running is great because it gives you an excuse to like leave the house and get a bit of time to yourself for like an hour. Um, and so I've only taken it up in about the last five years. But I, I guess the thing with me is some people are like, really, and I think you're like this, Will, you're really self-disciplined. You probably just tell yourself that, you know, I'm going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and you do. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not that person at all. Um, I basically have to scare myself into doing exercise. Um, so, so what I do is I sign up to um, events that uh, I, I genuinely don't know whether I can complete or not. Yeah. And then when I wake up at sort of five, five thirty, and I think, oh, can I bother to make it to Dawn Patrol or whatever? I think, Sal, you have to, otherwise you're never going to be able to get through this next thing you signed up to. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I scare myself into doing exercise by signing up to crazy events. Um, but the thing about doing that is that it's. Um, it sort of just ramps up over time because you do something and then you're like, oh, I'm really not sure if I can do that. And then you're like, oh, you know what? I did it. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. then you're like, what next? And you're like, you have to keep on finding something else and kind of ramping it up a notch or taking it in a different direction. And yeah. so you kind of end up with slightly crazier things the whole time. Um, but that's just, that's what I need to do to sort of motivate myself out of bed at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably, I'm definitely the same thing as you where, I was like one of them. And when I set up the gym, it was like, right, all the stuff is early morning. So I have to get up early. And at the start, I was like, God, getting up early, this, that. But when it just becomes normal after like a couple of months, like it, it, it's not really the extreme. So like, I'm like relating back to you. I never forget when I did my first marathon and I was like, that was nuts. Never, ever again. It's got two years later. And now, you know, I've done about five, six, seven marathons since then. And now it's kind of like, once you like get over that hurdle, of being like a little bit scared of booking it and doing it. It just makes it quite a, like real, it's, it's like anyone can really do it. Like, you know, do, do you think that now after doing all your long runs and stuff? I just think a lot of, you know, people, it's really common to sort of think that, oh, I can't do that. That seems a bit scary. And most of the time they're just sort of these mental barriers you've created for yourself. And, uh, 
And I think anyone can run a marathon if they, you know, barring sort of extreme physical sort of issues. Um, but it's, it's mental. It's about whether you're sort of um, mentally engaged with it. It's my first half marathon I ran. Yeah. Um, I, James tricked me into it and I, <laughs> I still haven't forgiven him. And it was hell. And I hated training for it. And I ran it. And I was like, that's like the worst thing ever. I'm never running that far again. Um, Whereas after that, I thought, well, you know, Sal, you've got this fight. You know, you'd always wanted to run a marathon. At least you've got, at least you're starting from a half marathon if you do it now. Yeah. Mentally, I had signed up to that marathon myself at that point. And therefore, I sort of threw myself into the training and, and preferred it so much more than when I felt like I'd been sort of tricked into it. And, yeah. and also, you know, I, I went to school with some people who did not like running and you know when you had to do like 800 meters around the track you know they, they sort of struggled to do it and and now they've got into running and they're training for marathons and it's and it's really great to see and it's I love watching people get the running bug it's because it's just such an awesome thing yeah. and I think a lot of people tell themselves before they start I don't like running and then they go into it and they go out running and they're like oh man I hate running and I think if you go in with an attitude, you're always going to hate running. But I think, I think running's awesome. I know. <laughs> and then if you tell yourself, do you know what, perhaps I could enjoy this, then I think, you know, if you just kind of get over that first sort of hump of, man, this is tough, and it just takes your body a little while to kind of adapt to it and, and for it to feel normal, then it's, then it's just such a, a great sort of form of exercise. Yeah, I know. It just kind of keeps me sane. Yeah, no, no. What, 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 I'm, I'm definitely in that same... I'm in that same boat. Like it's like you could wake up, you could wake up in the morning, you could be in a shit mood, and then you could let that affect you for everything. Whereas training, working, if you just go right, if you if you just snap out of that and just, I do think massively. Like it's just mindset. Like if you're gonna tell yourself it's gonna be a rubbish run or it's gonna be a rubbish day, it's probably gonna be a rubbish day. You know? Don't you think so? Yeah. I, you know, I definitely think it is. It's good to identify that and then. Um, and then, you know, just flip it over. But I want to go, I want to go back to the point. You're definitely undermining yourself loads here. I want you to tell people who are listening. So basically, Sal, you've got three kids, husband, you work and everything. But I want you just to tell them roughly a day of your life. Because your kids, they're not like 17, 18. They are, you know, they're... Five, seven and nine. Yeah. So just literally give me, for example, now, today's bank holiday Friday, I've already seen that you've gone out on Strava and you beat my 5K. <laughs> but just, just, just let me know, or say a bank or, or say like, you know, for yesterday now, what would be like a normal day um, for you? Let's, and let, let's actually go, let's say normal day in isolation. So, you know, just, um, just let us know, you know, regarding training and stuff or timing, just how that like looks for you. Um, so normal day in isolation. Um... So generally, we, there are sort of two sort of exercise slots before the kids get up. So James normally takes the first one, and then I normally take the second one. So I'm probably up at about, uh, it depends a bit on my motivation on a day, yeah. but maybe 6, 6.30ish. So I, I go out for the second run after James has already got back from his. Um, yeah. He's probably doing some other training by then. So we go out, get a run done. Um, usually down through Richmond Park and down to Pen Ponds because I love Richmond Park. It's kind of like a, a mental reset button for me. It sort of, it, it just makes everything feel a bit better when you've gone for a run in Richmond Park. 
oh I've just looked out the window and there's a parakeet in the, in the Christmas tree <laughs> yeah. outside sorry it's slightly distracted um so so get a run done but most of the time it's just an easy run just for a bit of mental headspace and just enjoying the park come back uh grab some breakfast the kids are sort of beginning to uh sort of move into life um i start work at about 8 30 the kids are normally doing their pe around then so you know you've got maybe one of the kids on the skier <laughs> someone's doing cosmic <laughs> yoga um, someone's running around the garden um, it's all a bit bonkers we have a daily call so I've, I've got to kind of be on that daily call at 8 45 we're trying to get the kids schoolwork started um we're trying to like juggle me and james on video calls and um and the kids doing their schoolwork um it's a bit bonkers Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't go yeah. so well. Um, stop for a snack at 11. Um, yeah. And then, you know, sort of generally muddle our way through with sort of negotiations with the kids over schoolwork and screen time and non-educational screen time and educational screen time. And, and they're allowed to, because um, we've got the Barch skier. I have to admit that we, um, the kids probably use it more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just keep paying the money, that's fine. <laughs> But we just need to work out how to rig it up to the like the electricity, and we'll we'll yeah. be we'll be well away. They they can earn extra time on their iPads by doing time on the screen. That, that is such a good idea. That is so good. <laughs> I like it. What? Well, so what? If, if if they do a five minute ski, then they got half hour on the iPad or something, is it? Oh no, we're way harder than that. They have to do five <laughs> minutes on the ski and get five minutes of screen time. That's it. You got to do a marathon on the ski, and you get two minutes on the iPad. Yeah, something like, and there's all these games on the skier that we had no idea about. Yeah, like, like, like the like fishing, fishing one and games. stuff. Yeah, like, who knew? Class. I can't believe you didn't use those in, in Barch, <laughs> but you know, the future is still ahead of us, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Um, yeah, so then, and then we sort of get through to sort of five o'clock and the kids are beginning to get hungry and things begin to sort of, uh, me and James's calls are beginning to finish by then and then, yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, like Wednesday is yoga night and the kids like to join in with that, but we don't like them to. It's a bit disturbing. Um, yeah. Everything's a sort of a bit more relaxed time wise. Um, but it's sort of we're getting our exercise done first thing and then just sort of chilling out or carrying on working into the evening. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm doing all my baking as well because I'm a bit obsessed with that. I mean. <laughs> yeah. As, you may, as those who follow the Barch Bake Off may have, may have seen. God, but, you know, you do. You just do whatever you have to to stay sane at the moment. And for yeah. me, that's running and baking. I know. And then, and then going back to, so, like, I, th I find like everyone is different regarding training. Some people love structure and some people are like, right, I need to train in the morning. Um, otherwise, I'm not doing the evening. Some are quite lax with it. Are you one of those, like, you, you, you said quite a bit morning training. Are you one of them you have to get done in the morning or you just try and f kind of try and fit it in wherever you can? Um, I try and get it done in the morning. Um, yeah. Though, like on Wednesday, I think I had this speed session and I'm a terrible procrastinator when it comes to like a really tough session that I know I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah. so basically I left that to like eight o'clock in the evening. I was like, can't face it, can't do it. <laughs> um, and then eventually by eight o'clock, I was like, Sal, there's only so long you can put this thing off. You need to get it. And sometimes if the hardest bit is like getting out the front door or just sort of yeah. getting started. So actually that was a pretty tough session throughout. But yeah, we, we normally just... I guess in, in our sort of pre-isolation, pre-lockdown life, we'd sort of have 
two training sessions a day that would sort of deal up between me and James. One would be before the kids got up and one would be in the evening. Whereas now, because we don't have commuting, we've effectively got two slots both before the kids get up. So we normally just sort of work out who takes the first one and who takes the second one. Yeah. And, and they all happen before about sort of 7am. No, I do think, um, I definitely think the the slot approach, especially in isolation, I don't know if if it's just me, but I'm definitely finding out of you as well. That um, I think it's I think it's way easier to get structure in isolation now because, well, no one's leaving the house. So I think it's, I think now is kind of the best time not to like ramp it all up, but you can definitely get a lot more like structure. You can get your you know, nutritional point that, that you haven't got like that much stresses except for outside the house, you know? So I do like the way that you, that, that you put um, the uh, slot thing. Definitely. I, I reckon uh, quite a few could, could take a bit from that, but, um, and then just moving on. So obviously, you know, you do train every day or, you know, or say, you know, you like move every day. What is kind of like your, like, do you have any personal goals or motivation? Like, why, like, why do you do it? Like, for example, like, I train every day, put a bit of everything, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want to be fit, I want to be healthy. There is that exchange factor where, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, dropping a little bit of body fat type stuff and, you know, l- you know, looking good on my top off, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you have to, you have, you, you, you got to tell the truth on these, but it's like, you know, what is, what is your... What is your, you know, because you are very active and for someone, you know, someone in your, you know, but I keep banging on about, you know, your family and stuff. Like what, what is your main goal or motivation for doing it pretty much every day? Staying sane. Staying sane? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, with, I mean, it's, it's like a reset button. It's sort of, it, it just helps, it just helps stay sane. Um, and that's always been my motivation with doing exercise i just begin to get a bit bonkers if i don't really which is then always it's tricky when you get injured and then you've got to find other ways of staying sane when you're so used to using exercise but that that's you know so i guess if i just for staying sane i just need to kind of get out and get some fresh air um and then i use you know sort of signing up to kind of events that scare me and things more to just sort of help push me and make me work hard yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if I don't, if I don't do something, I mean, the other thing, I, I do listen to my body. If if I'm, you know, if my heart, if my resting heart rate's a bit high and I'm just feeling exhausted, I'll take a day out. Um, yeah. But it's just the exception rather than the norm at the moment. I'll I'll try and sort of do something every day. Albeit my step count yesterday was remarkably low because I only just did a bit of sort of conditioning work in the morning rather than actually going for a run. But but that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is fine. That is fine. Yeah, I think I think sometimes people do I've 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 got like I, I am a big fan of the fitness track and stuff, but of the fitness trackers, but I just do find sometimes people can get a little bit too addicted. And I think and I've been in the, I've been in that situation like where it can get pretty unhealthy and you're like, Oh, that workout I only burned six hundred calories or this one where now I've just kind of like just like not just not stressing out as much as it because people have got to realize you can't train at 90 plus percent every session and i think that's what you were saying then about you know if your average heart rate is quite high then maybe just listen to your body a little bit and think right actually today no i'm not going to go out for you know a 15 miler it could just be an hour walk or something like that but yeah uh, yeah so 
I've got to try and tie in the gym. I'd love to talk on about, uh, you know, running and, you know, your life for a day. But I've, I've just got down, like, what, what would, um, since joining Barch, or say just since joining your gym, let's, let's not make it specific to Barch. Let's just say, since have you, like, you know, joined the gym or whatever, like, what, what have you found that's changed? Or since you, you know, came to Barch, has anything changed regarding, I don't know, your training, your knowledge, you know, motivation, just, you know, just... Just kind of like, you know, since you set through the doors, has anything made it better for you or worse? Who knows? Um, so I love Barch. I think it's awesome. Um, and, and I'm not a gym person. I, you know, I haven't had a, I'm not the kind of person who has a gym membership and goes and does that kind of stuff. Um, I use it to sort of supplement my running because that's what I love doing. Um, but I mean, I mean, I guess I was doing all these sort of events last year that weren't, pure running and they were more um slightly bonkers military style events that involved carrying a big heavy bergen around the <clears throat> around the brecon beacons and i really noticed the difference from going to barge for doing that because it you know my my overall strength has sort of improved so much but the other thing i love about barge is because i'm not somebody who goes to a gym i i love doing stuff with um with like barbells <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, because i don't go to a gym and when you first let me like use barbells it's kind of like i don't know you feel like he-man or something it's, it's awesome <laughs> and, um, and i was thinking about it you know it's a bit like sort of power posing have you ever read stuff about power posing <laughs> yeah. and, like barbells and like you know two arms above your head and all those sort of like feeling strong i mean it's no wonder you get like this massive endorphin rush out of it i mean I it's know. just it's just so much fun which i think is why i end up loving um how many rounds so much is because you know yeah, that's where you get your kind of barbell action in and you get to feel like he-man i tell um, you what <laughs> it is hilarious when you see because like, with the gym it's like no, no one knows really what Barch, what the hell it is. It's kind of this little shed, and they come in, <laughs> like, and 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 especially I find uh, when when say if women women come in and they see the barbells and they see them on the floor, and they're like, oh my god, I've never touched one of them before. But then once you just break it all down, and then and then about fifty minutes after the session, they're buzzing and they want to go for it again. <laughs> and that's that thing of like when you pick up a new skill or you do something new, or you do something that you're intimidating of for so long. When you just, like, when you just do it, it's, it's so, like, rewarding after it, and it's, just, it's so good to see. And I just loved, loved your reaction then. <laughs> yeah. No, I still, I, how many rounds is still just my absolute favourite. I still love trying to fling a barbell around, you know. And, and when you, I remember, so when you started, the, the, the smallest weights you had were like five kg. So I could only ever use just like the barbell by itself. So I, I loved the barbell, but I always felt a bit lame ass that it didn't have any weights on it. And then you got like the two oh and a half weights. God. And I was like, woohoo, I get to put some weights I on know. the barbell. Oh it's my awesome. God. I know. Remember that start of the gym? It was just barbells, and then it was like the twenty kilos or thirty kilos. Yeah. Looking back now, is a massive jump. Oh, come on, Sal. Thirty kilos push press is all good. <laughs> I still remember the um the first you know the the sort of the early days in Barch where I think the first session I ever came along to it was like a. I just happened to come along and do my taster session when there was like a Lululemon one, and it was bonkers, yeah. and there were tons of people. And I remember you doing, you had a mini trampoline that you had to do like <laughs> high knees 
on the mini trampoline but you were like here hold this rugby ball above your head it'll help you engage your core and and all the burpees involved doing burpees onto the the crap into the like the rugby crash pads oh i tell you what looking back i never forget looking back because i got because i just got loads of all the equipment because it was one of them i just come out of rugby and i was like right i need to do something so Anyway, this came about, and I remember I found an old treadmill that didn't work, but I thought, <laughs> tell you, I tell you what, we'll use it for, like, dead mills, so where it's off, but you're running it. And I remember Dan, Dan Jones is on it, <laughs> and it's the first class, he's sprinting on it, and his hands go through the treadmill. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, yeah, anyway, it's kind of, it's kind of worked out, which is good. Um, so we are coming up to about a 20-30-minute mark. I just first, like at the end of each podcast, what I'm what I'm going to ask everyone is, be like a little like specific question. So for you, I've got like you train regularly, it's over months and years, and you seem to have a good plan in place. Like you know, I know you, Sal. You seem to be a pretty like happy woman. Like you know, you you seem to have it all kind of in place. And I just I just want want people to listen to this podcast. Just take little things you know, from people. So I'm just wondering if you've got like three simple tips for someone who might be looking, maybe just get some structure in their life or, you know, just anything you can really share on to anyone listening to this who maybe might be thinking, or oh, shall I go to the gym or shall I go for that run? You know, and any little tips or like motivational factors for them? Um, okay, I can think of two. Yeah, that's um, right. The first one is um, do something outside your comfort zone sign up to something it's it's an awesome feeling when you do it and you realize you can do it and that you've sort of stepped outside your comfort zone it's brilliant i recommend it to anyone and the other one is um probably one that james has taught me which is that when you don't feel like going for that run or you know getting out of bed to go to dawn patrol sometimes the hardest thing is just sort of making that first move so with running it's just about getting out the front door so put all your energy into just getting out the front door because once you're out the front door it's sort of easy or you know with dawn patrol it's just about getting out of bed if you can get out of bed <laughs> then yeah. you're kind of you're, and you know once you're there you're there and you're committed and it's you know it's easy to sort of throw yourself into it but you know sometimes it's it's the first step that's the hardest so sort of throw all your energy into that sort of first step of getting out the door or getting out of bed and then and then it's all sort of downhill from there amazing legend sally well i tell you what we've definitely got got out of our comfort zone doing this today <laughs> definitely i've put my big uh, girl pants on and everything <laughs> right then i'm gonna go off over my run now because you beat my 5k so you definitely uh mo- motivate me anyway yeah right. that, thanks for that motivation i my, my 5k was mostly downhill you could you could, always, um, <laughs> you could always nick my route and see how you do on that one <laughs> Right, it's a bit leg- cheesy, but I'll, I'm taking it. <laughs> right, legend, cheers, Sal. Great. Nice Legend, take care. No worries. Bye-bye.